Welcome. You're listening to Soli, a podcast driven by curiosity and spirituality with intuitive mediums Shayla and Peyton. Join us as we ask questions, create conversation, and share in an open and heart-centered way our personal experiences and mystical ponderings. If you're spiritually curious and want to be a part of the conversation, then this is the perfect space for you. This is Soli. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our first episode of the Soli Podcast. So in today's episode, Peyton and myself are going to be talking about ghosts and basically our thoughts on what a ghost is, the spirit world, and basically our changing and evolving understanding of things over the years. And we'll also share some childhood experiences and all of that good stuff. And basically it's just our personal experience with it. And we want to share it because we know there's a lot of different viewpoints on the afterworld, on the afterlife, on ghosts in general. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. And if you want to add to the conversation, we invite you to email us with the links below. And we'd love to hear your perspective as well as your story. So I hope you enjoy the first episode of our podcast. Okay, so I guess one thing that I would be curious to know, like on the topics of ghosts, yes, is like, what, like, do you have a first experience? Because it could even just be a spirit. Because I think there's a lot of things that I initially thought of was a ghost at the beginning in my life because I didn't really have the understanding to recognize the differences and stuff like that. But is there a first experience that you remember that kind of maybe even made you feel like uneasy because it was unfamiliar and you associated it with a ghost, as I would say. (laughs) Yes. And I, I like how you built that up, you know, saying maybe my understanding at the time You know, I think definitely media and movies and television have somehow helped shape kind of the idea of what these things are. And usually they're kind of presented in those avenues as scary. So I think that's where we kind of get this ghost idea Uh from. Yes, I there was a few instances I had throughout my life. One of them, I lived in a lot of really old houses, which of course makes you just already feel spooky. And there was a evening that I got up in the middle of the night. And as I was leaving one room from the other and I shut the light off, I saw a young, a very young girl right in front of me. Like, I still remember what her face looked like. And my heart just stopped. And it, I mean, it definitely is what you would say as a ghost. Now, obviously the change of light, you know, could have played tricks with my eyes, but I don't see how that would have actually made someone's face <laughs> right in yeah. front of me. So, um, you know, but she was smiling and she was happy. So it wasn't really scary. There were a couple other instances where I would see things for like a split second. Again, I still remember what they look like that, you know, maybe didn't have the most warm and welcoming presence. Yeah. But I, I just, I did always just kind of assume it was just, I caught a glimpse of a ghost. How about you? Yeah, I think, okay. My first memory 
I can remember back from when I was probably one and a half years old. Like I have a oh, crazy wow. memory that goes back. My mom is like that too. And my grandfather, so I get it from them. But I remember being about two years old and we lived in this apartment and it was very like darkly lit. Like it didn't feel like there was a lot of like sunlight coming in. And I remember being so terrified and it was nighttime and my mom was holding me and she was rocking me. And I remember looking into the corner of the room and just feeling something staring at me (laughs) and just seeing these like shapes kind of shifting around. And I just have a lot of memories of that apartment, just kind of feeling watched or seeing shadows and feeling just really like to my core scared. (laughs) And I know like, you know, when you're little, you also, things are just new. Like those kind of sensations are new. I don't think I had like a lot of references to media at that point which is kind of interesting yeah that house just had a vibe and later on I found out some other people lived in the same complexes years later and they had experienced a lot of heaviness too so that was kind of that was one of my first situations of feeling things later on I would feel just sensations a lot in my body like temperature changes one time which is just like so spooky. <laughs> there, I had all my dolls lined up in, this is a different apartment that we moved into. It was a lot brighter, but I had all my dolls lined up. And I remember staring at one of my dolls and just looking at it. And one of the eyes, because it was one of those dolls with the eyes that moved. Yes, yes. And one of them opened and closed and I- So creepy. And I, <laughs> <laughs> uh. like, you know, that's like a classic creepy thing. And then in that place too, it would have the doorknobs would actually move like right. twist and then open. I remember just kind of staring at my door and just being so afraid. And my mom had a lot of experiences in that place too. So this was the second apartment we lived in. But I will say that, especially in a collective living space, I realize now how much energy can get stored into places. And you have right. so many people coming in and out, going through different life experiences. There were a lot of people who drank heavily in that area, including my dad. My dad was an alcoholic. And so there was a lot of like heaviness and he'd actually have night terrors and like different experiences like that. And my mom had, yeah, she had a lot of really interesting stories from that place. So, and she would, she would kind of like share things too. So at that point I was a little bit more exposed to different stories, but she tried never to like scare us, but my mom was more like, we came from a Catholic family, but she was like the person who was a little bit different and exploring different things. Mm -hmm. And she was always into like, angels and things so I remember from a young age feeling or getting this message of like asking your angels for protection which is good I think I've used that a lot in my life but it's interesting because it was more the message of you need protection because there are some scary things out there that can get you right now (laughs) right so that's kind of I would say my first introduction to that type of thing like those are my first memories really being like a small child and Thankfully, not seeing literally like what you saw, like a physical apparition type situation. If I had seen that, oh my gosh, I don't think I would have been able to handle that. So I'm glad it's been more shadows, more feelings and things like that. Or seeing like, like I said, like the physical things are like lights flickering. And it always kind of seemed to be in any place that we lived in, which makes me wonder if a lot of it had to do with our own energy. Right. As well, coming into play. I remember one time, like our TV was turned down to mute, and suddenly this like pizza commercial came on, and all of a sudden I'm sitting like all the way at the cross of the other room, and the remote's on the like table there, 
And all of a sudden the volume goes all the way up to full and it goes, we are family. And that also, that playing of energy. And I, totally. yeah, it's interesting. because I, I look at it from different perspectives, which we can talk about in a minute here, but of course. at the time <laughs> it was very scary. And I come from a family that tells lots of ghost stories and everyone's mm-hmm. had these like really intense experiences. And so right. at a certain point, I think probably more around the age of like seven or eight, that's when I started to hear those stories but when I was like two at the time like my first experience I had never had an introduction to that kind exactly. of storytelling right. or perception so right yeah. or even at that age fully able to comprehend what that even yeah means, you know yeah exactly. when I was when I was little I do remember and I, I don't know how young I was but I remember specifically seeing the shadow you know, the shadow figures like in my peripheral, you know, which I now with my understanding of, you know, with my gifts that I've developed, I realize that's just kind of me being able to catch a little glimpse of, you know, the energies or, you know, whomever it is moving by. It never felt, and that's, that's, that's hard. And like you said, with, you know, wherever you moved, you saw it. So that's hard to know, you know, are these things stuck, which we can get to stuck in this place? Or is, is that realm of spirit just so much everywhere that if, if you're sensitive enough to pick up on it, you know, it might feel like it's in your space, but it's like in another dimension or something. And we're just, you know, it's, it's all around us and we're just able to kind of catch those glimpses. So, you know, and that, that's the part as I've developed and, you know, tried to kind of expand my understanding of, you know, at least what I've experienced and what I've been shown. I, I have that, I have trouble with that topic of like, you know, these, these energies get stuck. I just, I, I get stuck on the, on the moment of believing that. <laughs> and some people really do fully believe that from based on their experience. So I'm not, I'm not doubting that. I just, I don't know. But then I've, I've also had experiences. One of the old places I lived in, I, it was an old apartment building. And I remember the laundry room was beneath apartment one. And I knew apartment one was empty. I knew no one lived in there because I knew the people that had moved out and no one was there. And I remember a few times I would be down doing laundry and I could hear footsteps walking across, you know, the floor up there. Yeah. And I, and I also had a situation once in an apartment I lived in where it was a radio. I can't remember. It was a radio or the TV popped on, or there was some unexplained, you know, not possible thing with electronics. So I know that's how this energy you know, this energy out there can affect our physical world around us. Um, yeah. You know, but are are they doing it purposefully? Are they doing it to those of us that are sensitive, you know, to just to try and communicate? Are they doing that to scare us away, you know, just to leave them alone? You know, those are the things I just, I kind of get fascinated with, with, with the whole topic of ghosts. Yeah, totally. I feel the same way too. And it's just, there's so much to it. I don't think we'll ever fully understand yeah. how these things Never. work. Yeah. And it's, I love being open to new ideas. I right. think that my perception has changed so much over the last three years. And I feel, again, I'm always questioning things. So I think that's a really good thing to do, especially if totally. we're developing or, you know, always question, like, where did I get this information from? Why do I feel that? Like, was I influenced by any other stories exactly. or things that I grew up with? And I think for me, it definitely was. And I just, I don't know, it's, it's interesting to see the evolution of like, because I, 
I've learned so many different perspectives too. And the last few years that I never would have really thought of, I think for me too, I have a hard time with, with the stuck concept as well. I think that there's a lot that is going into what's happening and more than one thing. So it's not just, you know, this, oh, you know, someone passed like tragically and didn't realize they had died and now they're stuck here reliving or, you know, that concept of having unfunished business (laughs) reminds me of Asper the show. Right. But yeah, so that kind of thing. But I think what I'll ask you, maybe like, what was your in a nutshell, what was your view of what a ghost was a couple of years ago compared to now? But we'll talk about like now after. So just right now, what was it that you considered a ghost to be? A few years ago, I think I did, you know, just kind of subscribe to the understanding that, yeah, that there were some people that either maybe died tragically. I kind of always, and even when you said this, I thought of it, I think of that scene in Beetlejuice when the couple, you know, they die and they go over the bridge and they show back up at home and it takes them a minute to realize they're dead. You know, I thought like maybe, um, you know, maybe that's how it is. And, you know, then depending on what religious influences have been sprinkled throughout my life or understandings I've had, then when you add ghosts, you know, then you can attach things like, you know, they're in purgatory or, you know, they're here because they didn't do good enough and da, 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 you know? So I think I just was kind of open to all of that, you know, and I, I, I did believe that, you know, that that was possible now from what I've experienced, I, I think the part I just have trouble with is I've, to me, what I've learned is that there is such an intelligence in spirit and in the, you know, spirit world and in heaven, the great, the source, whatever it is we refer to it as, I just... I, I do believe that, you know, I do believe we come back and we evolve, our souls continue to come back. I believe, um, so I just believe our soul is part of this like greater consciousness that, you know, I think we choose to come here. I think we know how we're going to exit. You know, I, I kind of subscribe now to that understanding of it all. So with that being said, then we would know how we were going to die coming in. We don't remember it once we get here because we're supposed to just learn with free will, but then we go back um, to this greater understanding or this greater consciousness or however you want to try to paint it. So that's the, that's the part that I'm, I'm having trouble then piecing this, this ghost, this ghost theory with. However, I did, I had a friend, Carolyn, that I was speaking with earlier this week and we were on the topic and this was kind of enlightening for me. This was something I was like, oh, this is, I've not thought of it this way. She said that how she understands it is that, you know, our, that our consciousness is this like greater piece and the piece, there's a piece of that puzzle that is here living this life experience. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that the, that piece of the puzzle, um, has either something they didn't finish or something was traumatic or whatever. And that piece gets kind of stuck. And I I said, well, okay, that kind of then marries those, those two ideas that I had and you know, what I'm, what I'm experiencing. So I guess that makes a little more sense. And that would kind of, that would make a little more sense to me. And then I do 
I have also heard, and I do kind of believe that, you know, we are all energy, everything is energy. So when these traumatic things happen or heavier, lower vibrational things happen that either cause a passing or whatever, that they leave kind of a, they leave an imprint on the energy or an area. Like that's why a house feels haunted because the energy is still there, but it's not maybe necessarily an intelligent consciousness that's that's attached to it it just leaves kind of an imprint on on the space so um that's kind of that is today where i rest which as we know (laughs) as we evolve which have you know or as we progress and we learn more as we will for the rest of our lives that will probably continue to evolve and progress so what about you yeah so i would say yeah like many years ago I definitely felt that, you know, like that whole like typical ghost, you die, you don't realize it or something traumatic happens or you need to stay or something like that. You get stuck. You don't recognize that you passed, but there was always something that didn't feel right about that. Especially when I think of say children or very traumatic instances, like I don't feel that the universe, universe source, God, whatever you want to call it, would leave us in that situation in that way. Mm-hmm. So I feel that our guides as well would help us to recognize the situation and help us to, you know, work through that. I sometimes wonder if there could be some cases where there are some souls that do want to have an element of them stay kind of like what you were saying with your friend talking about that, that very much so resonates with me. And that's something I've thought Mm -hmm. of in that way, just that we are so omnipresent Mm -hmm. in a sense. And it's hard to wrap our minds around that concept. I think there's a lot of interdimensional stuff. I know that may sound a little woo woo, (laughs) but (laughs) I think even yeah, just looking at different elements of science too, like that could be a possibility. There's just different energy going around and different things always happening that we're not even aware of with our senses in general. So I think we could potentially be living different aspects of ourselves at all times without recognizing Mm -hmm. it. I know I've had moments where I can feel that I've lived this life, but in a little bit of a different path. And so that's like a whole other concept, but I think it's something that ties into it. So there's that. And then what you said about the energy too, I feel that very strongly when something very traumatic or heavy has happened, you know, it it would be so easy for it to stay. And I think it does, you know, you can walk into a room and just feel energy in general, if you're with like friends or family or whatever, and you can feel and sense, oh, there's something happens here or everyone's really happy. So when you have many years or hundreds of years of like these different energies coming through and and there's some places too, like I think it's sandstone or something like that, that a lot of buildings are, you know, made with and okay. it actually absorbs a lot of energy. Mm. So it could be absorbing kind of like, you know, a record player where it records that energy. And right. so I could see, especially when there's situations where people see apparitions that always do the same thing over and over again. Yes. They're always in a white dress, always looking in the mirror, whatever it may be, that it could be just a replay of that energy and we are sensing into that we're being able to tap into that and some people are going to easily tap into that I think some people are going to accidentally tap into that without even being aware of what it is right that's where we get people who just are like blindsided by a ghost sighting as you want to say or like 
use the word ghost. So I just kind of got like a, I just kind of got like a little (laughs) ping and I'm like, oh, I wonder. So a topic which we can get into a later podcast in is the Akashic Records, which I'll just touch on real quick. It is just basically a recording of everything that's ever been, everything that will be. Well, obviously we're still writing the stuff that's coming and will be, but everything that's ever happened is written. So what if the Akashic Records really is literally everywhere? And like you said, that repeating, people are just able to tap into like whatever that little moment of time was. And maybe because it was more of an energetic feeling or if there was a fear or maybe a a lot of sorrow behind it, that it just, it creates a different type of vibration that makes it easier to kind of see into. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, no, for sure. I could, (laughs) yeah, I could totally see that being something as well. I think while you're saying that, it just kind of reminds me of There are some people who have had experiences with ghosts, maybe that were not super positive, where there was like interaction, feedback Mm -hmm. interaction, if that makes sense. So not just seeing something play out, right? but actually having interaction. And I think for me, that's something that I'm still kind of like thinking on as to what that could be, because I have had people in my family who have had that happen to them. And it is very interesting to kind of think about. So I do think that there could be some possibilities, but then I wonder, is that even a ghost per se, or is that we're maybe like, and again, connecting to some other kind of interdimensional being or experience or something like that. And also to talking about, you know, that feeling of, you know, you feel scared or unfamiliar with things sometimes that is just because you feel unfamiliar with the situation. It might not actually be a negative thing. It's just that we are kind of created as humans to be on guard, right? So that could be something that just an instinct to take it as a fear first, just for protective reasons. So even just looking back at some of my experiences, I'm like, oh, I was so scared, but now I don't think I would have that feeling. And I don't, there's a lot of things still that I'm like, oh, that felt a little uncomfortable or, right, you know, things like that. But I'm like, I know what it is. And I guess going into the next part too is, you know, a lot of these interactions are also our loved ones trying to communicate with us, but because we've mm-hmm. had the lens of media or ghost right. stories or, you know, these fear induced kind of, you know, stories, we automatically go and jump to the conclusion that it's something negative. So I don't know if you want to maybe talk about some of the things that maybe you thought were a ghost or something, but now you look back and see, oh, that's actually spirit interacting. Right. Yeah. And what's interesting as, as I've shared with people that I'm developing my mediumship and, and, you know, that I am talking to spirit and loved ones, a lot of times people ask me, well, aren't you scared? Does it scare you? Does anything scare Mm -hmm. you? So that is the first, you know, the first instinct people have. And I I do agree with you that it's usually influenced by a people are scared of what they don't understand. And, you know, B that's, you know, getting scared is kind of a thrill. So that's why we love Mm -hmm. Halloween. That's why we love scary movies. That's why we love rides (laughs) because there's a thrill involved with it. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's part of, you know, being human. That's kind of, it can be, it can be a fun part. It can also be a terrifying part, but, but to answer your question. So as I've 
gotten to understand this connection. I don't, I really don't have a lot of fear. And so far I have not encountered anything that gave, that I felt scared of. I will say though, I did once, I had a young man I learned, he he was in spirit, come to me and it was, I was in bed. It was, I it was getting ready to go to sleep. And all of a sudden I just felt this really large presence next to me. And it, I would say it kind of gave off kind of like a, a monstery kind of feel, but I could feel it was someone. And so I just said, what can I help you with? You know, what, what is it you need? And then it just melted and it just became this young man. So yes, at first that could have been scary, but as I, I kind of gathered information and then I figured out who it was for and I, I made the connection, I realized that was part of the message. You know, that was part of him showing me his personality or, and also kind of tied into like what was going on with him before he passed. So, you know, now thankfully I'm, I'm in a space where I realized Yes, if I wouldn't know, if I wouldn't have known what I know, then that would have came off very scary at first. But I knew it was part of the message and he was trying to explain to me, you know, kind of the weight of what it was he was dealing with. Uh, So that's the other part. Again, like we said, if you don't really understand it, then it can be fearful. But if you realize that maybe there's a message that's coming through, maybe there's, you know, there's, there's a bigger part of that story, then it gets kind of you know, it kind of is really expands your mind of it. So yeah, no, it does. And I like how you were saying that at first it felt scary and kind of monsterish. And then it changed into this message. Like that was the way that the spirit was communicating with you. And also the point of this person isn't trapped here just because you're sensing them, feeling them, and they're showing you things that doesn't automatically mean that they're trapped here. They just had messages they wanted to share with their family and Exactly. You know, and you're able to bring it through in that way. But I think for people who are, you know, in that a newer experience with that, or maybe they've only heard things on the fear spectrum, it would be really easy to be like, I'm being haunted. I'm, you know, these spirits don't leave me alone. And I find that the spirit is really respectful. It's <laughs> just that totally. like, if you're super open and you don't have boundaries, that's when it can kind of maybe be like, you know, create some experiences that are not the best. But once you have that awareness that you can say, oh, I actually don't feel comfortable with spirit, you know, coming into my room, please wait until (laughs) the daylight or whatever, right? Then you can have more, you know, boundaries with spirit and stuff too. But I know for me, like, it's interesting because I've had some clients too, where they think that their loved one is trapped. And it's because they've had experiences of waking up and seeing them at the end of their bed or, things like that. But, you know, when I connected to them, no, like they were very much so in a good place. Mm-hmm. They were just trying to say like, you know, this is what happened to me, or, you know, I want to express this message to you. And so they're two very different things, you know? So that is interesting. So like how you, you gave that story, because I think it's like a prime example of things where you can misunderstand something sometimes. Of course. That, that, brought up two things for me. And then one of them being a question I wanted to ask, because I think this kind of segues into the next phase of this. I have a friend of mine who her son is showing a lot of 
ability to connect with the world as or the spirit world as we do. So there, I've been helping. She just said, they just asked me a lot of questions and I kind of just help guide him the best I can. But that's one thing I reminded him. I said, you're the one that's in control of your experience. So if there's any moment that it does feel scary or it's something you don't want to deal with, you have control over that. You know, you have the power and you just have to think it in your brain and it makes it true. So I think that is something important for anyone listening that, you know, if you, if you are kind of open to having an experience and it does start to feel uncomfortable, you can shut it off and you don't automatically just open something that can't be shut again. You can shut it off. You are in control of the energy around you and your own energy. So then that kind of brings me to kind of the next question. Do you think that spirit then needs, if they don't get stuck, then how do you feel about the subject of needing help crossing over? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something I've definitely had to think about over the last few years, even just kind of expanding into different thought processes. I know in spiritualism, it is a very common thing. I've actually seen a lot of people, you know, within that group who are pulling away from that concept, which is interesting. They're still like Mm -hmm. fully trained within that. It's not, I don't think it's technically a religion. I mean, I kind of see it as that. I don't think they see it as that, but spiritualism, it's a whole belief system, right? Of course, of course. And so it is something that is quite historical with spiritualism. And I think a lot of that's been brought into media too, right? Like into movies and you see people, helping, you know, cross them Mm -hmm. over and things like that. I think potentially it's kind of almost more of us feeling good about it. Yes. (laughs) And feeling like we're helping them potentially. Like that's kind of where I I see it at this point. Of course I am open to there being maybe like some situations where maybe that could be helpful or maybe just even helping to clear the energy of a house. I think it could right. be more of that or energy of a space or right. creating boundaries within your own space to not be interacting with those energies, if that makes sense. But I don't really, I don't really think that, well, I have to be careful. Like my mom, I know. Yeah. My mom, yeah. You know, like, I don't want to disregard anybody's experiences or beliefs because we all have different beliefs with that but I know like my mom has had an experience where she has felt that she's helped somebody cross over and I don't want to invalidate anybody's experiences either and I think a lot of the times too the similarities between these stories is people do this and they get a sense of relief they feel like there's something been lifted and it could if it were you know someone crossing over it would be that but it could also be more so that you've cleared your energy and the space around you. And that's that relief that you're feeling. Right. And possibly is it, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead first. (laughs) I was going to say, and possibly is it that us being, us being spirit in the physical, is it our grief and our pain and our hardship during someone's passing? Is it our energy that maybe does create them to stick or make them feel the need to stay around because we aren't ready to let them cross over. You know, I've wondered that too, is that, you know, mm-hmm. if, if there is, you know, if there's spirit around or that feels stuck or can't cross over, is it, you know, is it us? But I, I don't know. And like you said, it's a very hard thing. So I would not want to take that away from anyone. And there is a very differing of opinions out there amongst kind of our community. I feel like I, there's been moments where I've heard people who have had 
you know, certain readings where that was just kind of the, that was the subject matter. And it, for me, it just felt like it was for the living. It was for the person to feel better, which there, you know, in a sense there's, you know, there's not that much wrong with it. That's why people come, but you, you want to be honest about what it is your, what it is you're experiencing or what it is their understanding is. So that's where I kind of get with it. I had one, there's a locally, there's a medium here that she's amazing. And she kind of helped introduce me to this world a little bit. And she told me once that when I'm asleep, I psychically help people cross over that need help. And so I, I did kind of, I did kind of accept that. And what's interesting is, so one thing about me is I have very vivid dreams and sometimes prophetic dreams a lot. And I'm, I have a lot of control in my dreams. So I can tell when I'm just, when my brain is just processing information and then I can stop, you know, stop tracks and be like, what's going on here. And I can tell when it's a different kind of dream. And there are a ton of people that pop up in my dreams that I stop and I'm like, who are you? Why are you here? And that would be an explanation that these are somehow spirits that I'm somehow helping. You know, it's not, apparently it's happening psychically. So again, that's another topic that I'm like, you know, there's some things about it. I have a hard time kind of swallowing, but again, who knows, you know? Um, Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. We should totally do an episode on like dreaming because there's so much to that, just even what you're saying. Yeah, I have very similar experiences too with the vivid dreams and knowing the difference now when like I'm actually receiving messages from spirit or I'm yep. connecting with spirit. I think one thing that popped up when you were saying that, and I've kind of been thinking about it a little bit is trauma and that potentially we're not just helping like an individual, we're helping a line of like trauma that's happened. Yeah. So say if you are in a, yeah, if you're in a space where something really terrible happened or, you know, you have somebody in your family and there's been like some kind of traumatic lineage or something, right? When we help in that way, or we connect with spirit in that way, maybe we're not just simply helping someone cross over or that concept. It's helping heal trauma energetically. Yes. Yes. I, yes. And I, that what you said to me kind of feels more what would make sense if you kind of step out of it and think on a bigger level as like what spirit is and how it all works. Like that would make sense that you're kind of helping, you're helping kind of move some karmatic energy along. But I, that's, and you know, I just feel like spirit is just so intelligent and there's just so much, it's just so much greater than what we can even. Yeah. <laughs> fathom I mean that's why we have to have these conversations because it's never you know we'll never know while we're in the physical but I I just I feel like that would just be something that instantly happens when you pass you would just go back to where it is we came from um but I don't know we'd see I would love to also have someone on here that totally maybe even have two people someone that completely believes one way and completely believes the other way and then we can kind yeah, of listen to them that debate about so it. interesting yeah, yeah. just to awesome. you know get their <laughs> perspectives yeah and i think those conversations are important right because i feel like we're in a time right now where there's a lot more questioning and kind of more openness to talking about some of these things because i yes. feel like saying it is a controversial subject to say that ghosts don't exist potentially, or they're not in the same, you know, way that we perceive them. There could be other things. So it is like somewhat of a touchy subject because people have had such strong experiences with it too. Right. Right. So 
yeah, there's a lot. I definitely have to agree with that. <laughs> for sure. Lots um, to unpack there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I guess one question that popped up is if somebody came up to you and was saying that they were having these really scary experiences or they feel that spirit isn't leaving them alone mm. or they're having, mm. you know, experiences more in that type of tone, what would you say to them or what kind of direction would you give them in that situation that could help think, them in that moment or have some perspective? <laughs> I would definitely try to feel in on what else was going on in that person's world. Uh, because I do think a lot of what's happening in our personal life affects those things. So if I felt that, you know, they were, they were in a good place, but they were just having these horrible experiences, I would then really coach and help them understand that they are in charge of what their experience is and then help them give them some tips on, you know, what I've done to clear spaces, you know, what I what has worked for me, you know, some people like to burn sage, some people like to say prayers, incense, crystals, whatever it is. It all works, by the way, people. It's just your intention that you put towards it. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say just take that time to 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 put forth the intention of clearing the space and getting these things away from you. And then, you know, if it's if it's further and it seems like this person is yeah, you know, just having a really hard time and there's a lot going on, then I would say do that. And then also, you know, maybe reach out to someone professional to <laughs> have a, you know, a deeper conversation with the, you know, what yeah. is either, what is either striking this fear deep within you or, you know, what is it you're having trouble working on that's helping you or not allowing you to get past that. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's the thing too, like our lives will influence a lot of where we're at too, as well. Obviously we can see that for people who have anxiety. Yes. <laughs> that's a good example of how yep. that can kind of trigger it. I feel like that's in a way similar to some of the things that we can experience if we're not fully in the place of when we're never probably always like going to figure out exactly what's happening with spirit, but in a place where you're more comfortable with things and stuff like that. So I think one thing too that I like to picture just in general when I'm feeling like my energy is everywhere I just or I'm feeling uneasy because sometimes my mind will jump to things too depending where I am right of course or what I've seen I think that like you're saying like film it's so like spooky and it's adrenaline rushing but I find when I watch things like that I do find my mind kind of thinking like okay like, totally there be right? that's why I can't watch like scary movies and yeah, stuff because I enjoy I it but then it just puts me in this like space of yeah like, yeah totally <laughs> so when I have those moments still I just I kind of come back to myself like I'll say my name out loud a few times just to kind of like yeah. bring myself back I'll ask for protection and not in like, oh my gosh, I need protection. I'm going to be attacked, but in just a right. way of like, okay, help me to feel comforted, help me to feel safe in my space. I might picture like white light around me or a bubble of protection. Yeah. Like you said, it's all about intention. So bringing the intention of safety and feeling good and grounded where I am and knowing that I'm safe and I have the ability to keep myself. And I would say like, we are so much more powerful than we give ourselves credit for a lot of times psychically yes. and stuff. So that's a big thing. I had somebody actually ask my mom recently at a party because they found out what I do. And 
their thing was, you know, you have to be careful because you can get sick or bad things can happen. Like, are you not afraid? Kind of like what you're talking about before. And it's like, for me, there is no mm-hmm. fear because I set that intention of being in my sovereignty and knowing that I have control of the situation and I'm only going to let in whether or not there's bad things or negative things. I don't allow right. that into my space in the first place. And that's really just how I live my life now, especially yep. with that intention of like, not allowing any of that in. And I know like a lot of people will do like prayers beforehand or like ritual protection stuff before they go into a reading or whatever, for example. I don't really do that. I set an intention, but I always know that I have that protection no matter what. Exactly. It's just part of my spiritual practice, I guess you could say. And so there's that. And another thing I wanted to mention too is you kind of said like how other people can influence us. Sometimes we have to look at who we're hanging around with. <laughs> Because there are some people to me whose energy is more scary than like what a ghost would be. They have really heavy energy. They have a lot of things going on and we can really kind of connect to that energy and bring that heaviness into our lives without even recognizing it sometimes. So I would even say for people who are experiencing a lot of stuff like that to just kind of look at who they're with and if they need to, you know, create maybe a visualization of disconnecting from that person's energy. Like at nighttime, I forget to do this sometimes, but I am very sensitive and empathic. And sometimes like today I went to the mall <laughs> and I just feel all these people's energy and stuff. Yeah. So what you can do is just like at nighttime, just picture like a light bath or can, like cutting cords or pulling a root, almost like a plant and thinking of the people that you've seen that day or energies that were around you and just disconnecting somehow in that way and I think that really helps when you combine the spiritual with like the mind like your brain and like all that like it really mixes well nicely because when you have that visualization of that disconnection so I think that can work with people or if you're feeling uneasy like I said maybe you're kind of feeling a little like uncomfortable in your space but yeah there's so many things that you can kind of do but that's I think one thing that can be like an immediate thing right for sure okay the my friend's son who I have been helping I that's what I was telling him I'm like if, if something just feels uncomfortable just close your eyes I said imagine that there's a little white light inside of you and I said and just imagine that light growing until it's expanded outside your body and it just fills up the whole room I said that will clear out anything that's around you and he goes Oh, like Harry Potter in the movie with the, I, I don't remember, but it was where it was the thing that showed up as the deer and sorry for the Harry Potter people out there that are going to be bad that I didn't know the reference, but I, I have seen the movie. So yes, I was like that. Exactly. Do that. Like, you know, just imagine that white light spreading everywhere. Cause that, that white light helps cleanse. Um, and again, like you said, you know, I said, it's that intention. It's that thought that we are, we don't realize how powerful our psychic mind is. And we are all, you know, you and I have taken the time and have been called to do this work. We've taken the time to develop these gifts, but you and I are no more special than everyone else here on earth. We are all hardwired with these abilities. It's just believing in them and and, and working on them and knowing that, you know, you have them and that yeah. you have the power to control what it is that happens around you, at least psychically. <laughs> yeah. I 100% agree on everything you said. And yeah, we all have that ability. And I just, I think it's interesting. We're at a time where a lot of people are becoming a little bit more aware of things where mm-hmm. they're kind of like curious about it. So it's opening that door for conversation and questioning and being like, huh, this is interesting. What am I experiencing? Yeah. So 
It's a time of discovery. What I love is, so in my day job, I do hair. And what I love is I've, as I've talked with my clients about what it is I do, at least half of them say, well, I always wonder because sometimes I feel, or, you know, there's a time, you know, and it's, so you're right. I think people are really starting to kind of wake up a little bit and realize that, you know, we are a lot all, we are all connected a lot more than we think. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we are sensitive beings and it's okay to lean into that. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, I want to say if anybody has any stories or they have anything, you know, that they want to add, we'll put a little, either an email, I'm not sure what we're going to have yet or something where you can reach out to us and yeah, share your experiences or your thoughts on this. Cause I am just like, I think we're both super curious totally. about other people's perspectives totally. and sharing them. And then in the future, hopefully we can share some things too in future episodes and yeah, yes. create that conversation. Yes. I would love to. And yeah, I love, and you know, even if your, if your perceptions or your positions on any of this is completely opposite of ours, I definitely want mm-hmm. those. Cause I yeah, just, I love, yeah, best. I love, those are the best. So let's, yes, please send. <laughs> hey, Sully listeners. Thank you so much for being here with us today. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to help support us, there are a few ways that you can do that. The first way is to give us a positive review on Apple or Spotify, and this helps us to be pushed up the algorithm, which allows more people to find our podcast. The second thing you can do is word of mouth. Send it to a friend or a family member who you feel would really enjoy this kind of conversation. We also have all of our social media links below, as well as our solely email. So if you have something to say, you have a question, you have an episode suggestion, or just want to share your story, you can do that below. 